Hello everyone, I'm Garrett Mansfield and this is The Roundhouse, the official podcast of the Altoona Curve. Glad to be bringing you this week's show. We're going to change gears a little bit than we've done it here in the most recent weeks because we have a live co-host this week for the first time ever on the show. A lot of topics to cover this week inside the curve, so we're going to expand on some of that before we introduce said co-host. It's your weekly reminder to shop the stockyard both in person during business hours. That's 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. But you can get in on all of those deals online 24-7 at altunacurve.com. The pre-orders for that great-looking Heather Gray Altoona Curve Baseball Men's Euro Wrangling Hoodie pre-sales at altunacurve.com right now. Head over there, hit the shop button, and you'll see that sweatshirt and a whole lot more. It's time to stock up on that part of your closet with the sweatshirts and the hoodies. They're all making their way back. So with that, we welcome our co-host this week. It's Assistant General Manager of the Altoona Curve, Nate Bowen. Nate, welcome to the show. Yeah, speaking of, of making their way back, first time I've, I've been up here in the, in the booth, first time I put the headset on for any any type of curve function in, in quite some time. Yeah, good to have you back. You know, it's been, we haven't done anything on the air together in this room yet either. It took several years to do a game together, but that was for a, a different function for, for some football games here recently, but, but glad to be uh, be spinning the dials a little bit together yeah it's been a been a good time garrett it's been good listening to you so i'm happy to to get to be a guest on the, this podcast as you continue rolling along oh yeah so we have a lot of things to really unpack here uh this week around the altoona curve because we have we, we have quite a bit going on you know the, the one thing with the pandemic that is clearly obvious it has just been you know the lack of not only just Altoona Curve games, not a whole lot of baseball activity here at the ballpark with the exception of the Pirates, but we've done our very best to keep events, keep the doors open when we're when we're able to with not only just happy hours, trivia nights, the Curve Burger pickups, uh, the big 4th of July fireworks we had way back. And if you remember way, way back, the Nuts for You drive through pickup, that was really fun for us to work uh, as well. There's so many cars in our parking lot. But I tell you what, one of our really the to, to cap it all off, we're going to be doing that this weekend with Frankenpites. We're really excited to have that here at the ballpark. Nate, if you want to expand on what we're, we're doing, what fans can expect, and how they can get in the doors. It seems like uh, I was talking to Derek Martin, our, our general manager, last week, and especially for this time of the year, we almost have more going on now in the last four weeks than, than we would during a, a regular season or even at this time of the year prior to, to anything with the pandemic. Uh, every weekend, we've got some type of event uh, here at the ballpark. You mentioned Frankenpints coming up. Uh, pretty excited. We had uh, all 250 of the, the first tickets sold. So everybody that gets the, the Yingling pint glass has kind of taken up those spots. We still do have uh, some other tickets uh, available for that. Uh, especially with the new rulings where we're allowed to have up to 1,500 to 2,000 people out at, at the stadium. We're, we're still not going quite that big here just yet, but we're expecting a, a good crowd. And, and we have Shallow Nine uh, that's going to be playing some live music here that night as well. And that's something we've really done a lot more of this year, uh, incorporating live music uh, into some of these events, whether it's happy hours or, or trivias. And something I think we can 
look forward to continuing it in some capacity in uh, 2021. Uh, we started really the last two years putting some of that music in with some local acts coming out and playing uh, leading into games. But I think we're going to be doing some more of these these type of events too when the, when the team's out on the road or potentially even different watch parties with the team on the road, especially with MILB TV continuing to expand uh, not only in double A, but every, everywhere throughout minor league baseball. Yeah, certainly – with the pivots that not only just our team, but minor league teams across the country have had to make with just doing these special events, doing the smaller things, but also the bigger things. You know, a lot of teams doing uh, movies at the ballpark. Uh, obviously, our situation with, with Taxi Squad ha- impacted that, but you know, really, it, that was a tremendous experience for us to have. But going back to, to Frank and Pints this week, that is a $10 ticket, as Nate said. Uh, Shallow Nine will be here, and you know the fall beers are going to be on tap, uh, and that's, uh, of course, we couldn't do that without or without mentioning our, our fine sponsors for that event, Five Star Mitsubishi here in Altoona, Five Star Power Sports, uh, our friends over at Lamb Solutions, Park Home, and ARC Federal Credit Union, in addition to Fur Beverage, uh, put, providing the the alcohol and a, a big par- port of the, portion of the event here as well, and I hope people dress up for this. That would make it a really, really fun. I, you know, uh, I think uh, the costumes will really make it festive. I know the ballpark's starting to kind of make a turn into that that spooky season. Yeah, put some decorations up uh, today, getting ready uh, for some of those events. Had to tell our, our operations people not to take down the, the fake cobwebs that we have up, as they're quick to take down anything that looks like it's out of place. But getting the decorations ready, uh, hoping to see some costumes out here. We'll also have uh, custom T-shirts uh, at the event that will be available uh, for sale down on the, the concourse as well. And, of course, yeah, the, the stockyard, I believe, will be open throughout the whole time as well. That is from 3 to 7, uh, doors to close, and Shallow 9 from 3.30 until 6.30. It's going to be a really unique event. You know, we've usually been able to, to put something on in the fall similar to this, but uh, this is pretty much uh, – I guess a, a big culmination of everything else we've been able to, to put on. And I hope all the things that we learned over the last several months about how to do these things safely and also uh, how we've been able to ju- just craft everything together and make this a really, really fun event for that people will really want to be at. And, you know, masks are required, but, you know, that might not be such a hassle with a Halloween-themed event. Yeah, it should be pretty easy to, to get everybody to, to wear a mask in, in these other baseball-related events, I, I think, have gone surprisingly well. Um, these showcases, which we've hosted at the field, we had probably our youngest group in last week with uh, a number of kids that were 14 and under. So the majority of them were 14, but there were some younger kids out there as well. We've had kids as low as eighth grade out participating. And I think the most impressive thing last weekend was really the, the quality of, of play uh, the amount of errors on both teams was, was fewer even in the, some of the 14U games than we saw in, in some of the older high school showcases. So that that's certainly a testament to, to their ability and to a lot of talent that's around the region. We have had some people come in from outside of the region, but a ton of teams from our local area, from especially the, the Flood City teams, uh, U.S. elite teams. And um, I think a couple of them, 
who were on those younger teams. I believe one got a, a scholarship to Penn State to play baseball here within the last week. So that's the ultimate goal for these kids is to get them to play in uh, an environment that is conducive to to showing off their talents to the scouts. And a number of them just happy to, to be in a stadium and to play in a stadium like this. And that's always good for us to hear as as operators, as people are coming in, if, if they compliment the facility or say this is one of the nicest places that they've ever played. Yeah, definitely a perfect segue into what's coming up next weekend uh, because the, the final showcase of our season will be October the 24th and the 25th. We're going to see anywhere from 15 to 17 U travel teams coming in. Well, a lot of activity out of Johnstown with, with Flood City, as you mentioned there. And you know, the nice thing there is you get all-day admission, $10. Doesn't matter who you're coming to see. If you're just uh, a casual baseball fan that just wants to see things back on the field, more than welcome, uh, definitely more than welcome to come back out and uh, enjoy the action all day long. And also the... Uh, of course, the parents and, and the, the athletes going to be here also. But thanks to Martins uh, putting on that high school baseball showcase once again uh, that we're able to host. And I tell you what, like it's it's very, very encouraging to see because a lot of these guys didn't get a season in the spring. And now they're able to get right back on the field, Nate, as, as you mentioned. and uh, well, We've seen some pretty good baseball, too, which is, I think, for for somebody, especially like me, that you know your your backdrop to uh, your high school field for for me, it was just cornfields all the way around. So to play in anything like this at at the age that these guys are, certainly a tremendous treat, and I, I'm really excited for them because of the circumstances. But you know, just on, on a regular basis, this is quite the thrill to play in a facility like we have here at PNG Field. It's certainly great to have them here at the stadium, and there's no real better deal when you think about it. Our tickets are, are pretty reasonably priced. Normally, you're paying anywhere from 9 to, to $15 typically to come out to a curve game, but with that, you'll get the promotion that's that night, and you'll get the game. But with these showcases, if you come on Saturday, the first game starts at 9 a.m., and games run until 8.15 is when the last one starts. usually ends around 10.30 or so. If you wanted to, you can stay out here for, for 11 hours of baseball, all for just $10, and have our concession stands open as well, which is a different experience for a few of these teams that don't always play and in stadiums that have that available. And I, I know the parents have enjoyed being able to get food and or beer at these games, which is, is something they also can't normally do necessarily depending on what type of location they're playing in yeah certainly a, a really unique circumstance for them and we're very pleased to be able to provide an environment for that and, and it's not just the area kids it's you know as you said nate you know there there are some teams that have come as far as georgia that have have played in this the these showcases you know dating back to a little earlier near the tail end of the summer and then here into the deep into the fall months but as we, we kind of continue on to talk about some of these events that we're, we're going through, it, it, it's not just the Frankenpints and the high school baseball showcases on the weekend, but very much during the week, we have stayed very busy. And uh, we're going to have uh, another one of these coming up on Friday and potentially later on in the month. But that's been a very popular event uh, throughout the summer, and that's been Trivia Night. It's been a lot of fun to come up with questions and, and research those and and. Give me something to MC and just to speak into a microphone for several weeks during this summer. But it's uh, I, th I think these have been a lot of fun, and I, I really hope everyone else has, has really enjoyed them. 
And it seems like each week we have more and more teams that are playing. Uh, we've had anywhere from the early on probably 40 to 50 teams that were, were playing. And people can either play as a team or you can play individually if you want to prove that you're smarter than all your friends instead of working together with them. Uh, but we've had as, as many as 75 to 80 teams playing uh, more recently as we've gone through this summer. And, and that's another one of those events that we may look towards uh, towards keeping in the future. And then more recently, uh, last week was the first one for this. We really partnered with uh, Center for Independent Living and had uh, our first day of food pickup. I, I know we hadn't necessarily ventured into doing that before because of of so many other places uh, within the county that were were taken up uh, really everything for the community on that but we got approached uh, about doing a couple of those and and last Tuesday was our, our first one and we had the the Altoona Curve Booster Club come out with a number of volunteers as well to help us coordinate uh, the traffic flow for that through the parking lot but Really, uh, all in all, a, a good experience, and, and that's another thing that, that we want to do and be able to give back to the community any way we can, even even when we're struggling, if we can find a way to still help out everyone else in, in the community. Yeah, that's a big a, a big event. It seemed to be a hit uh, from this last week, but the next drive through food giveaway is going to be Tuesday, October the 20th, and that will run from 11 until 1, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right down here at the ballpark. Each car will be given, given a box of produce, a box of dairy, a box of meat, and a gallon of milk, and the event Though we have a 1 o'clock cutoff, we'll keep going until all the food has been handed out uh, thanks to the Center of Independent Living of South Central PA and here with the Altoona Curve. Tremendous way uh, to give back. And, you know, we have one of these uh, very unique places to get easily in and out and also snack up the fridge. Yeah, certainly we had probably about 200 and somewhere between 250, 275 cars come through and if you are unable to make it out you can always make arrangements with somebody else who is able to make it out that day and they can pick it up and deliver it for you so nate as we we kind of wrap up talking about some of our events here in house i mean we've had a lot to pick from this year and you know th th this question i i think about quite often and it's like the, our favorite event that we put on, What what is the one that really rises to the top for you so far? Not just to work, but you think uh, provided some of the best value for the people of Altoona. I really like the, the second one of these uh, baseball showcases that we had. Um, I thought we got a, a bigger response to the second one, and it was good to have um, a lot of our former players have helped us out in, in setting up that. And Mike Connolly, who... If you've got a media guide, which I know you put a lot of time into, you'll see his name uh, sprinkled throughout there, especially near the top of a, a number of, of career categories. And we also had uh, Chris Snooze back here. He brought a team in from, from I believe, New York and to play in that. So it, it's good to keep those same connections going. And, and that's one of the best things about working in minor league baseball is – you have relationships with not only the, the people that you work with, the people that play the game, and no matter where they're at in the country, they're always willing to, to help out other people in other areas of the country whenever they can. Yeah, the, those two have been instrumental in, in, in all of this, and especially the, the, the folks with U.S. Elite have been tremendous as well to work with, and uh, their relationship with David Lozadak, uh, our COO here, and it's just been 
I, I really think these showcases have really been a big help. Obviously, you know, Taxi Squad was a, a, a joy to have here, but you didn't get to have people to really see everything, uh, which is, you know, that that's, that's the way it, it goes. But tremendous to have at least some action here on the field to keep keep our our friends uh, James and Aaron and the grounds crew very busy uh, here deep into October. Now, to kind of change gears a little bit, you know, the Pirates have some news coming out, you know, this week. So, you know, we're going to chat. Really, if, if you're anywhere within the lobby of the front office and, you know, I might poke my head into the Nate's door, it's hard to tell when I'm going to get pulled away because sometimes some of these topics come up and we just we ramble on. So I think it's perfect to to bring him in here and chat a little bit about not only the instructs, but also the Pirates' first-round pick officially uh, cemented in over the last week. They will be the top overall selection. And let the rumors fly uh, with with that one because it, it seems like they are all, all the pundits have the number one pick basically already ticketed for, for Pittsburgh. I think there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. Uh, but Kumar Rocker's name is going to be around Jack Leiter as well, both Vanderbilt pitchers, which either one would be tremendous uh, for them. But I got to say, there's a lot of things. You know, will college teams get back on the field in a normal way? And bearing anything catastrophic that happens that really changes the the narrative for who is at the top of the board? You know, July's a long way away. Oh, certainly, especially in, in 2020 years or 2020 months, which I know you've probably heard me talk about it in terms of, of 2020. One month has essentially been the equivalent of, of two to three years, almost like a dog year's conversion chart. So certainly plenty of time to go until uh, that selection for the Pirates. But we had a, an opportunity this year to see Nick Gonzalez, which kind of took me back to my first days in minor league baseball when I was down in Princeton where you get those first uh, first round picks you get those draft picks right away and you get to see them firsthand be the first ones in the organization here we usually have to wait a, a couple of years before we get those guys and and he was really impressive and I, th- I think the draft as a whole was was really impressive by this this new regime yeah it's certainly gonna be another test but now they're gonna be adding more arms or more bodies to, to what they're trying to build. And that's certainly under construction here, as we've seen this year. You know, you, you, you talk about first-round picks. Like, I hadn't, I'd never watched a first-round pick play at all uh, after, uh, or at least a recent first-round pick until I got here a couple of years ago. And there were three of them sprinkled on the infield here in Altoona. But... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can happen, some things that can go in the Pirates' favor. So they have the gift of time, and they have the opportunity to take the best player available regardless of who that is at the time, which is, I think is a, an exciting opportunity. And the later rounds of, of drafts are even more complicated. I know there will be fewer rounds this year than there have been in the past, uh, not quite as few as, as the five that we saw, but still fewer than the normal 40-round draft. But those guys that you're taking in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and, and even deeper into that, it'll be so much more work for a number of these scouting departments and a number of those departments that have seen now fewer bodies working within them as a number of teams have been uh, kind of cutting from 
that department, but they'll also have less information to go off of because essentially you missed a whole year. So there's a number of players who you think about, especially guys that are in high school, uh, guys that are freshmen or sophomores in college, how big of a jump you can see not only in baseball, but in even in other sports, football, basketball. The jump is so big, especially in high school, from your junior year to your senior year that you may have almost nothing to go off of except for a sophomore year of high school tape off of, of some of these guys. So it's really going to be hard on these, these scouting departments. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty much you're looking for a home run, no doubt kind of prospect at a high school at this time. But they certainly were not afraid to take uh, several uh, for several organizations across the, the board here last year or this past year. But to kind of get into the the instructional league roster the good news is there is going to be some player development action against other organizations happening near the end of this month which i'm sure a lot of these guys are very very excited uh to to finally compete and you know reading reading earlier today uh ron beer temple our our friend over there at the athletic uh put out a story on thursday morning about the bubble at pirate city going on in the instructional league down in bradenton and several guys that were not here in Altoona for taxi squad action are just so thrilled to be able to get onto the field. But they're also showing what the contrast of how different it normally is and getting amped up for spring training next year. But being able to, to face another organization and see where you are, I can't believe that anything is going to be more beneficial than that. Yeah, you get these guys facing the same guys uh, all day, every day uh, here throughout the, the two-month period. Uh, that they were really here and working out every day as as pitchers and, and hitters, you really know what the other person is trying to do. It's it's not like a regular season where you have maybe a couple relievers that you're prepared to see every day, but the starter's a different guy. You're seeing different teams, and, and it's more work and, and more time to put in, and they didn't really get to experience that type of preparation, and, and so much of that Preparation has even changed at the minor league level in the last few seasons. They have so much more analytical data for these guys to go through than they had even even in the past. I remember you used to walk through the clubhouse and they'd put up a little postcard up there, probably 2013 or so, and it would just say fastball 92 to 94. <laughs> and then you had the off-speed pitches listed there, and now you have anything you want to know, what percentage of usage they have, and, and all these numbers even – at our level here in Double A, yeah, it's pretty wild, and you know, the, even the not not just the the statistical numbers, but also the the physical data of just being able to see, okay, what's my spin rate on on this pitch? You know, I'm a little my my velocity is a little bit down on my breaking ball, but is it spinning more? Like you can see all of that data with the with the rap soda with the track man, and they're using it like crazy and you know you look at Trevor Bauer's famous for that by showing how he tunnels tunnels his pitches making it look like it's coming out of the same spot with all all four of his pitches but I think that that is one thing one tool uh, that those that those fellows really use uh, to their advantage here but down there you know we, we look at some of the names and some of them are familiar to who were here in Altoona and a lot of them are not uh, you, you mentioned Nick Gonzalez he is reported down there in Bradenton, which would be for the first time he is in Bradenton with the Pirates. 
Uh, also, Quinn Priester, the first-round pick from the year before. A whole bunch of catchers because you need as many of those as you can get. Uh, that's for sure when you have uh, a big load of, of pitchers working every day. Uh, but, but a few of the ones that were here and also that are at the instructional camp, you, you have Mason Martin and Rodolfo Castro and Leover Piguero along with Nick Gonzalez. None of the outfield crew is getting the extra work, uh, but mostly that infield group is, is getting a chance to not only continue working together, but continually push each other to get better because they saw essentially major league teammates here for several months, and now they get to instill the wisdom that they got up here to those down there that were basically sitting on their couches for the the entire summer. You'll certainly find out as an organization, not only now with Instructional League going on, but once you get back into to more of a normal year in spring training, you'll be able to easily tell the guys that were, were putting in the work uh, during the off time when they were they were stuck at their homes and forced to kind of do things a little bit differently. And those guys who, who slacked off a little bit. So that'll be something we'll we'll see, I'm sure, especially as, as the minor league season gets going. But wanted to emphasize as well, the success that the, the Pirates had while they were here and in Pittsburgh in in the preparedness they had, planning everything and creating the bubble here in Altoona, the bubble in Pittsburgh as well. And really not just the organization, because any organization can come up with, with a plan and execute that plan, but it's really the players and the, the players buy in to keep doing everything the right way and keep themselves uh, safe and healthy all throughout the summer and now into the instructional league as well. Yeah, we asked for nothing more than, or wish nothing but success down there as well. You know, regardless of what happened on the field, uh, from a record standpoint uh, in 2020 to result in the first overall pick in the draft for next year, uh, certainly a lot could be said for the preparedness and, and the health and safety protocols and, and drilling it into the into those players time after time. But for those teams that did have good years on the field. You know, it's only we're down to the final four in the big league playoffs as we record this. By the time you're listening back, potentially we're we already have a team in the World Series. Uh, Tampa Bay leading three to one over Houston, a team that has several curve alum on it and sprinkled around it and for, for Tampa Bay and uh, the same cannot be said this year for, for LA and for Atlanta. So Essentially, if you're a Kerr fan, are you rooting for the Rays to continue on? And, you know, it, it hurts for Nate because they knocked out the Yankees uh, in in the ALDS. But uh, anytime you get a chance to, to root for Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now and for uh, Charlie Morton, in addition to uh, just rooting against the Astros at this point, I, th- I think all of that adds up for, for the people at Curve PA. Am I wrong? Well, certainly, and I got to see uh, coming from the Rays organization for a couple of years. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer was one of my favorite players when he was in Princeton. He was picked, I believe, in the 39th round and has made his way up into the major leagues. And, and to make it to the major leagues is a huge accomplishment for, for someone taken at that point in the draft. But then to play as well as he has and then to see some guys uh, – from my time here in Altoona on that same team as well. It's, it's certainly been interesting. And one thing I, I think is changing in these playoffs more so than in, in playoffs past, it could go back once uh, there's no day, or there's days off added back into these series. But 
it seems like the value of of having a starting pitcher or more than one starting pitcher that's going to go out there and and throw six seven innings that used to be the norm or what you wanted to get three at least three maybe four guys to be able to do you see the teams that are left and primarily those teams outside of, of really the Dodgers with with Kershaw and Bueller and, and all the guys they have in their stable of arms it's really a teams that are using guys that'll throw four or five innings and then using a, a by committee approach more so than just this guy's getting this inning every single game yeah absolutely correct and you know it's been Interesting to see that that yeah, LA with with just the, the how deep their rotation is and just how deep they are as a team, as a whole. But you look at Atlanta, they they kind of struck gold. You know, Ian Anderson gets really hot uh, from their starting uh, in their starting rotation. Max Fried is one of the best young pitchers uh, in the game. And unfortunately, I don't think they have Mike Soroka at this time either. But he but for for Tampa Bay, you mentioned the guys that you saw in your past travels. The, the first minor league team I worked for uh, in the Padres system, Manuel Margot and Hunter Renfro were two of the outfielders on my first minor league team ever. And I got the chance to watch them almost every day and being able to see them on that national stage and, and making an impact along with Kevin Kiermeyer as well. And uh, I don't think anybody saw Randy Arozarena, that, uh, that story unfolding. You always have that postseason legend just comes out of nowhere. And I, I think that's, that's one of the most fun stories so far of these playoffs has been just how he has hit everything. And the success that, that Tampa Bay has had, not only this year, but even uh, in years past in getting to the playoffs or even when only four teams were getting into the playoffs, uh, just being able to, to contend to be in those positions when they're going against teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and even Toronto who's started to raise their their payroll more as their their attendance has gone up in these bigger market teams it creates kind of a, a blueprint for what uh, Ben Sherrington and the Pirates are, are looking to do in Pittsburgh and Rosarena is one of those guys that Tampa Bay always seems to find there's there's certain organizations St. Louis is another one even though they're a bigger market that they just somehow find one, two, three of these guys seemingly every year where you know there's going to be a guy that comes up for Tampa Bay that plays excellent defense who you probably don't know of if you're not a, a big-time baseball fan or a name that's not a household name. And he's going to play excellent defense. And he's going to hit some big home runs. And he's going to contribute whether it's part of a platoon or he's going to be on the field every day. But they do such a good job of finding those those diamonds in the rough. Yeah, that's why you kind of have to be patient with some of these waiver claims that you know Pittsburgh has made. You, you look at guys like Carson Fulber that they went and, and and claimed a couple of different times this year, even though he didn't get on the field, and uh, a player like Anthony Alford that people really were like, what are they claiming this guy for? But you have to see what they have because we you go back to uh, the famous quote from. Uh, hockey coaching legend Herb Brooks. I'm not looking for the best ones. I'm looking for the right ones. And I, it looks like teams like uh, Tampa Bay are able to manipulate their payroll and are able to fit together the right ones all at the same time. And there are many teams that are able to do that. But uh, not only them, you know, Oakland is a perfect example uh, in the past and over the last 20 years. And uh, hard to believe. I saw this as well that you know Billy Bean is more than likely going to leave the A's. And that's kind of a weird thing to 
uh, to think about as well. You know, that's about as 2020 as it gets. And knowing when to trade those guys, too, if you're a, a minor league franchise, I, I checked out um, one of the stories looking back to when I was in Durham, Chris Archer came as part of a trade with Robinson Chirinos as well from the Cubs. Both of them have made impacts in, in the major leagues for the Rays and then for, for other teams as well. But they started out by essentially training Matt Garza, who was at the top of his game, turned him into Chris Archer, Brandon Geyer, Robinson Chirinos, three guys that they used, and then traded those guys away. And then, of course, they flipped Chris Archer to the Pirates, and then now they have Glassnow, Meadows, and Shane Baz as, as well. So they just keep continuously using those guys and getting the return as well. Yeah, so we we spent a lot of time on the Rays, and you know who knows by the time we get back to this uh, next week, uh, we'll see if they're the World Series. And you know the Astros certainly capable of making a comeback, but the Braves and the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series as well. Game seven for that series, if it makes it that far, is going to be on Sunday night. Game one of the World Series, October twentieth. That is Tuesday night, and that is for Fox. If the Dodgers make it in, they might play that game at 9 o'clock. If, the, if they don't make it, we might get it at 11 a.m. That's, you know, not serious, but, you know, that's the way, the, that's the way network television works uh, sometimes, as we, we saw when Cleveland and New York got together to start these whole playoffs, but that's the way it goes, uh, I guess. So, Nate, this was, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for stopping up and uh, having a chance to Step, stop by and, and just talk some ball and just talk about everything that's happening here around the curve and what we've been up to and you know how we can make this continually to make this a, a community gathering place uh, even without uh, even without the game that we love here for the last several months. No problem, Garrett. Always a, a pleasure. I'll I'll stop by anytime. Oh yeah, the the open invitation. I'll have to keep the door unlocked. So with that, that'll wrap it up for our show today. A reminder again, Frankenpints coming up Saturday, October 17th from 3 to 7 p.m. Shallow 9 will play from 3.30 to 6.30 here at the ballpark. You can get your tickets by visiting AltoonaCurve.com or by calling us here at the park, 814-283-3130. That is 814-283-3130. Or just simply click over to AltoonaCurve.com and buy those tickets online. Just $10 a piece. Of course, Frankenpints presented by Five Star Mitsubishi, Five Star Power Sports, Land Solutions, Park Home, and ARC Federal Credit Union as we put that on along with Fur Beverage here on Saturday, October the 17th. We hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed our chat this afternoon uh, about everything that we have been able to, to do here over the last several months and also what is right around the corner be sure to subscribe rate and review each and every episode here of the roundhouse we'll be glad to come back for a new episode coming out next week we'll get you caught up on everything around the curve the pirates and much much more i'm garrett mansfield saying so long 